0: see behind the curtain here <clears throat> good morning and welcome to the Omaha Vineyard Church service on uh, February 7 um, so quick announcement our church is in a transition uh, where our board members who have been faithful for many years have sensed Uh, From the Lord a piece about stepping down from that that role as board members Um, and we don't have a a, a, an operating board at the moment so we're gonna continue to seek the Lord's leading in how leadership for this church looks for the next season so keep praying for your pastor, pray for your church um, as we you know, keep moving forward. Um, and we'll pray for that in a second. Uh, we don't pass a plate here, um, but we do have offering boxes. There are also several non-contact um, options for uh, giving your gifts to uh, the local church. Um, We've got our P.O. box that you can send it to. Uh, You can go to our website, omahavineyard.org, go to Give, click on a link, it's through PayPal. Um, We also have our, our very cool app in a church center. Find Omaha Vineyard Church, make that your church, go to Giving, and then you can transfer money that way. We are the recipients of God's generosity, and we want to be like our dad and so we are generous with what he gives us as well. Heavenly Father, we ask you to bless our gifts that we give. You say in your word that it's better to give than to receive. You also say that when we give, we receive, press down, overflowing. Well, Lord, we just want to be obedient. What do you want us to give? And may we do, do it um, with a glad heart. Lord, we also um, put our faith in you as the head of this church as we're going through transition. And Lord, we ask you to continue to make yourself known, reveal yourself to us, and um, what you're calling us to do to join you in, in, in your activity. Amen. Amen. Oh, is that me? Okay. Down here looking for my cup like this. Mmm. Warm juice and cold coffee. Mm. <clears throat> well, uh, let's, go, let's jump into our sermon. Again, you're with Omaha Vineyard Church. If uh, this is the right place for you, we thank you. My name is Saul Cruz. Uh, For those of you that um, are here for the first time, if you're not here for the first time, my name is still Saul Cruz. Pastor joke. Been waiting for years to do that. (laughs) Anyways, um, we are going through the Gospel of Luke. uh, And as we go through uh, this book, we're focusing on moments where Jesus and his followers engage in humble obedience and risk-taking that leads to miracles and kingdom breakthrough. In the vineyard, uh, we say faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Last week, we found Jesus ministering in Galilee, an area north of Jerusalem. And Luke 5.17 tells us that one day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting nearby. And in parentheses, Luke says... It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all Galilee and Judea as well as from Jerusalem. So the Pharisees were a social movement and a school of thought in the time of Jesus and from Wikipedia it says, they distinguished themselves by strict obedience of the traditional and written law and commonly held to pretensions of superior sanctity. Synonyms for Pharisee are a self-righteous person and a hypocrite. So there's there's our context. So these are the men who are coming from all over the area to see about this man up in Galilee who is teaching and healing in the name of God. They're described by Luke in chapter 6 as the enemies of Jesus. And what do they say about, you know, keep your friends close and your enemies closer? So today, our verses are going to look at an invitation to dinner offered by a Pharisee to none other than Jesus. So we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 7, verses 36 through 50. Let me pray. Father, we invite you to come into our presence. We know that this is your word, um, Lord. So I, I pray that you would speak to us. Reveal yourself to us through this word, Lord, and shift our mindsets. Take our minds from what we think, from our hearts and our brains, to, to what you see. And may, may we have a kingdom mindset. Mm. May the words and the message that we hear be from you. Amen. Alright. guys ready? Luke 7 starting in 36 and we're going to go to verse 40 So we open this up. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain Immoral woman from the city heard he was eating there. She brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. And then she knelt behind him at his feet weeping. Her tears fell on his feet and she wiped them off with her hair. And then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if, if this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. Verse 40. Then Jesus answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. Okay, I'm just going to take a break here. I probably went, went a little too far. So... She's, sitting beh- she's behind Jesus while he's sitting down. T- so the way that um, people ate is they had a very low table and they would basically recline on one side. So his head and his hand is up by the table and his feet are behind him. So that, it's not like she's under the table crying on his, on his feet. <clears throat> Scandalous. So it's interesting. So we've got this inner dialogue of the Pharisee, right? And it confirms that this is awkward at best, and at worst, scandalous. A certain immoral woman, a sinner, crying at the dinner table, pouring expensive perfume on Jesus' feet, kissing his feet. But the Pharisee doesn't speak up. He's thinking to himself, right? And his thought is, if this man truly were a prophet, he would know what kind of a woman is touching her. So in typical, pharisaical form, Simon considers himself superior to everyone, including Jesus. So Jesus (laughs) understands Simon's thinking this and answers his thoughts... He says, I want to tell you something. And Simon says, go ahead, teacher. Verse 41 through 43. Then Jesus told him this story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces to the other. But neither of them could repay him, so he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. I love the way Jesus teaches through story, right? He, he presents this very simple idea. There's a man, he's lent money, 50 pieces of silver here, 500 pieces, neither of them can repay. He, he you know forgives them both. He present, presents this scenario and asks his host, Simon, to share his supposition. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? And then he, he says, I, I suppose as a person that, had the bigger debt forgiven, and Jesus encourages him, right? That's right. Let's see what else Jesus says. Verse 44 through 48. And then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet, but she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love. But a person who is forgiven little, shows only little love. And then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. So we, we look at these stories and we look for the engagements of risk. And here we see Jesus risks by receiving a blessing from someone who would be considered Undesirable. But then he explains the scenario to Simon the Pharisee in terms of hospitality and shows that this woman, how she has shown herself to be superior to Simon. Now, in my Bible commentary, it says this, Simon is a typical Pharisee, absolutely sure what the law demands of him and completely incapable of discerning That these are circumstances where the law of love, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, transcends the minutia of prescribed observances and regulations. So he attributes Jesus' failure to denounce the woman for what she is to a defect in his spiritual insight. Check this out. The important point of the parable of the two debtors is that the woman's actions do not earn forgiveness for her. It is rather the spontaneous devotion of one who is conscious of being forgiven already. This woman experienced the time of the Lord's favor coming to her in having her sins forgiven she risked by choosing gratitude over human expectation i don't think anyone would have expected this woman to show up at the pharisee's house start crying over feet pouring perfume kissing and wiping with hair The Pharisee's expectation is that everyone would know what kind of an immoral person this woman was and that anyone that was a prophet would not allow a person like that to touch them. But Jesus takes the opportunity to present us with a mindset shift moment. Someone who owed much and had their debt forgiven would love their forgiver more than a person who had a smaller debt forgiven. The woman chose to express herself emotionally through tears and sacrificially through expensive perfume and passionately by kissing his feet. Similarly to the men, the roof guys, uh, who lowered their friend through a hole that they made in a roof to get him to Jesus, this greatly forgiven woman was willing to risk doing outrageous things to express her love and gratitude to Jesus. All right, last couple of verses here. The men at the table said among themselves, this is after Jesus says your sins are forgiven, the men at the table said among themselves, who is this man that he goes around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So, kind of in line with the um, idea that we got from that commentary, right? This was not a transaction where the woman wanted her debt forgiven, so she found Jesus, cried on his feet, wiped them dry with her hair, poured expensive perfume on his feet and kissed them in order to secure her forgiveness. Oh, no. The message of the gospel is that your sins are forgiven. When you put your faith in God's forgiveness of your sins, you are saved. I don't think this is a linear conversation, but an affirmation and a confirmation to the woman yes your sins are forgiven your faith in my forgiveness of your sins has saved you go in peace the men at the table are stuck in a transaction and maintenance mindset right By my strict observance to the religious law, I keep the scales stacked in my favor. I am therefore more righteous than others. They can't see the miracle that has occurred or share in the celebration of the woman's forgiveness and salvation. What about you? Jesus risked by receiving blessing from an undesirable. Are you willing to risk letting down your guard to be in relationship with someone that may seem undesirable? I have a story, and it's not a nice one. So, we moved to Omaha to help plant a church. And the pastor of that church, he was a networker. He loved to... His idea was that we'd have one building and seven churches would use it all week long. So one of the things that that we got involved in was uh, uh, something in the Omaha, and for those of you that live have lived here a while, you may remember it, called the Great Exchange, where several churches would band together from across the city... You know, south, north, east, west. And we would share each other's children's names and buy Christmas gifts for them. Now, part of this was we want to bless kids who live in families that don't have a lot of money and wouldn't really have Christmas gifts unless somebody else, you know, kind of helped out. But it was also an opportunity to, again, kind of honor the dignity of humanity. Everyone can give. Anyone can give. And it was an invitation to the table to people that didn't have a lot of money, but they were willing to buy a gift for a child. Whether they were going to have, they lived in a house that had, you know, presents stacked to the ceiling, or they had, you know, they didn't have a Christmas tree because they couldn't afford one. Anyway, for several years, our church participated in this, and the kids loved it. It was a it was a big, fun, experience. Well, then our our church merged with another church, and we ex- we engaged in the great exchange one year, and then the next year. There were several people in our church that did not want to do it. They didn't want to, and I, I mean, in their hearts, I'm sure it was, they didn't want to burden a family that didn't have a lot of money to buy their child a, a Christmas gift. and in doing so they did not let their guard down to be in relationship with someone that i don't know maybe an undesirable is is too strong of a term but it there was a there was a separation that they put in place to relationship Are you willing to risk letting your guard down to receive from someone that may seem undesirable? To be in relationship with them, to not judge the book by the cover, but to see them through the eyes of Jesus and his kingdom perspective. In Luke 5, Jesus calls Matthew to be a disciple, and Matthew throws a party. And so he invites all of his friends and, and people that he works with. And you know who the people that he works with are? Tax collectors and sinners. Well, Pharisees, hanging around, and they're like, why is your teacher eating with sinners and tax collectors? These are undesirable people. And Jesus answered them, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call Not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. Those who seem undesirable are exactly who Jesus commands you to share the gospel with. Now, these stories are so multi-layered. There's another person, another exemplary person in this passage that risks, and its... It's this woman. The woman risked by choosing gratitude over human expectation. Do you let your gratitude for God's love and grace and forgiveness and generosity move you to actions that aren't inhibited by the expectations of others? You don't want to be judged. No one does. When the Holy Spirit invites you to express yourself or to take a conversation with a friend in a spiritual direction, it takes faith to say yes. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Do you want to choose gratitude over human expectation? So whether you leave here today wanting to be more open and loving to others or you want to choose gratitude over other people's expectations, in both cases, it's going to require engaging in risk. Living our lives out loud as a beloved son or daughter of the father means we put our faith in his love for us. And who is our source for the fruit of faith? The Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit includes the fruit of faith. You can try to do it on your own. Or you can raise the sail of I'm putting my faith in in God and let that Holy Spirit fill that sail and, and move you into uncharted territory. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we see in the Gospel of Luke that you are present in power. Lord, we ask you to come in power in our lives. Shift our mindsets to take leaps of faith, to live out our faith out loud. We may feel like we have a lot to lose. Or we may feel like somebody has more to lose, and we don't want to take, we don't want to receive from what they have to give. Lord, Open my eyes as to how I can risk letting down my guard and sharing relationship with someone that may seem undesirable. Hmm. And Lord, help me to risk today by letting my gratitude for your love and grace move me to actions that aren't inhibited by the expectations of others. Lord, we need to be humble. We need to humble ourselves in order to put our faith in you and obey you. Or whatever is getting in the way of these these risky, radical options that we're seeing, Lord, to, to be in relationship with risky people or to risk being ourselves fully expressing our gratitude. Hmm. May we be bold. Maybe we may we be courageous. May we put our faith in your love for us and be humbly in submission to the leading of your Holy Spirit. God, give us compassion for others. May we operate in gratitude, remembering what you have done for us and what it was like to receive your love and how it just filled in all of our broken places, Lord. And may we recognize how broken others are and how you have the ability, you are the answer to fill in their broken places, Lord. May we allow our gratitude to you to spill out and splash out and risk having conversations with people that don't understand why we're being so emotional, why we're so passionate, why we're so sacrificial. Mm. May we have a heart for the lost. Break our hearts, God. Give us your heart. And shift those mindsets of ours. May we not be like Simon, who didn't see what was going on, who failed to see the miracle and failed to understand it was a celebration happening in his home. we're going to have we're going to need your eyes lord to understand what's what's going on around us so lord we ask you to let us see what you see amen hmm amen all right let me pronounce our blessing and then um, we want to have ministry time we know we got some people in our congregation that have been hurting and um, we want to pray for them. If we want Honestly, the, the, the thing that, that the Lord kind of impressed on me was words of knowledge. So um, if, you, if you feel like you've got something from the Lord and it's for you to share, the, for, bit, bit, hmm. <laughs> we're going to give you an opening to do that. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.